Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome back. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady here with JC. It's a pleasure to be back. Thank you, Wendy. For our last episode of Unique Employment Laws, I want to go over how you as a listener can keep an eye on how to stay on top of the laws that affect you. I and mean, we could literally be talking about these laws, you know, all day for the next uh, seven episodes, but we're not going to do that. Um, you need to know, though, if you have, as I discussed in the first session, if you even have one employee in a state that is not your home state or where your organization was founded, you need to be aware of how you might be maybe ignoring some laws. How do we find that out? You know, the easiest way to track it is enroll in newsletters like maybe for your from your payroll provider like paycor adp paychecks whoever you get your payroll for, from um, your benefits providers so your insurance companies they usually are on top of this and the bigger companies the name brand ones they have an entire employment team they have you know all of these organizations that are working for them and they're trying to make their self more competitive versus um, their competitors. So they're trying to educate you. I'll just give you an example, like right here, I have something from a payroll provider. I won't say who it's from, but there's an entire article here on something called the convenience of employer rule. And I was even like, what is this? I kind of got a little bit of heart palpitations when I got it because I was like, oh, I don't even know what this is. Uh, it turns out I did know what it was. I just didn't know the title. So there are st several states that maintain a convenience of employer rule. And what that means is if you are a company and you um, are in some of those states that are really close to each other, yeah. you know, like in the New England area, uh, for example, you might have your location, your company location is physically in one state, but employee, er, employees have to cross state lines to come to work, or maybe they might be working remotely. Um, the convenience of employer rule is to, it's a test that tax out of state of employees who work for in-state employers. So if you, there's Connecticut has this, Arkansas, Delaware, Nebraska, New York, and Pennsylvania. If you're not listed in one of those states, or if you're not in those states that I just listed, please don't say, oh, it's not me, because there may be other rules too. But this is where you can say, oh, well, this state that the employee lives in doesn't actually have employment tax, uh, state employment tax for the employee. But since they work for my company, I'm going to tax them at my state level. And that's a huge cost to the employee who may not have known that when they were signed up for that interview. You know, Wendy, there's there's also the Department of Labor we have here, their wage and hour division. They they work extremely hard to give employers the tools that they need to follow different labor laws that the division is in charge of. 
And the Wage and Hour Division gives employers a number of helpful compliance resources that make it easy for them to find and understand information about their legal rights and responsibilities. They've got an interactive e-law advisor on their website, all the way up to a full library of free downloadable workplace posters as well. Uh, if you've ever started a business, next thing you know, you'll, you'll get a bunch of mailers saying, hey, pay me $500, I'll get you every poster you need. They, they've got them. They've got the posters and a, and a tool to help you determine whether or not you need to have those in your workplace anyways. So their, their website does give employers important information to help them run their business in full compliance with federal laws, it is an amazing resource. Springboarding from that, they have a whole branch out there underneath the wage and hour division of some of these state labor laws broken out from the state labor offices to state minimum wage laws, state child labor laws, and other state labor laws all put together in one nice drop-down list. Uh, for everyone listening, Wendy shared this with me. It's an amazing resource. I could only imagine. You, you probably use this every day. Is that right? Yeah, there's a couple websites that I go to every time I get a new client or my phone rings and I have to go, okay, what state is this this employee in? What state is this employer in? Um, and, and it truly does matter. But the Department of Labor websites, I mean, all you have to do is Google uh, DOL state labor laws. And then there's all this information, including free posters. You know, you just mentioned those posters. Those are expensive, man. Yeah. Those those They're so expensive. And it drives me crazy when companies go and, um, you know, sign up for them. Listen, if you have one location, that's that's fine. But when you have multiple locations and then you have uh, remote workers, those posters can become really, really expensive. And when you can get them for free, our tax dollars already pay for them. You go to these websites, again, just Google DOL state labor laws, and there's you can go to every single uh, state. And those websites are vastly different from state to state, but you could download the posters that are necessary. If you're interested, I actually have this all on an Excel sheet with a bunch of uh, websites. And I, you could just message me on LinkedIn or at my email, wendy at the hrlady.com, and I'd be more than happy to send it to you. Another location that I go to all the time is a, it's a, uh, you know, a nonprofit website, and it's called Workplace fairness.org and you can go to workplacefairness.org as an employer or employee representative in this case or as an employee and when there, we're dealing with things like unions which i am i know enough to be dangerous but i am not a union expert i'm not a OSHA or safety expert as i mentioned before but there's even things like privacy and workplace surveillance you know that yeah. that um example you gave earlier jc yeah, you know, new laws about, in New York here that we have, right? Yes. So there's a lot of information there, but there's a whole thing here, uh, workplacefairness.org. And if you click on privacy surveillance, for example, uh, what we were just talking about with the, um, the ban the box on the criminal records, there is a whole outline there of the states that have some form of ban the box laws, such as Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, so on and so forth. And then you can click specifically on there and find out what it is. For those of you that are in Texas, Texas has its own ban the box, but the city of Texas, Austin, Texas, has an additional ban the box law. Really? So you, so yeah, they ban no, hang on though, they banned banning the box. So the box is okay? No, <laughs> they banned the box. So uh, you cannot ask on an application, as we discussed already, 
uh, if they, if in a candidate in these states or cities, uh, for example, has a criminal record. For most of these, you could only ask that after an offer has been made. So Texas has their own law about this. Uh, it is for all employers in the state of Texas. Uh, it's for a job expected to pay less than $75,000. But then Austin, Texas specifically, went said, nope, we've got more. And they said the ban the box applies to both private and public employers within the city of Austin with 15 or more employees. So they have to follow the Texas one. But then they also have to say the ban the box there says if you have 15 or more employees in the state of in the city of Austin, you may not inquire about an applicant's criminal history until a conditional offer of employment has been made, as we've discussed. Yeah. Right. So I really encourage you to go into that workplacefairness.org. I go there all the time. I use it in a lot of my trainings. I'm very, very grateful that they have done all the research and give us this information. Uh, more importantly, I can assure you that your employees are finding websites like this. So <laughs> they might be the ones to call you out. And if you do get called out by your employee that says, hey, I think you might be violating my right or a candidate, you know, really take a deep breath and say, well, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Let me look into it. Over on this end, I, I use, uh, believe it or not, I've, I've have in the past uh, used the tools through Sherm.org. They've got a great multi-state law comparison tool um, to compare the laws across state lines. It's a fantastic piece. And then staying up to date on some of the stuff from like HRCI as well. I know I'm calling out the hallmarks of the two biggies right there in the room, uh, but I, I do have to bring the third in as part of the trifecta. The, the Twitter feed of J.D. Supra keeps me up to date as well as National Law Review and many others. And I don't know about you out there, but for me, I like to kind of glance over a, a lot of things. I might be looking for something very specific that I then drill in and, and, and find the actual code of law and then read every single word verbatim and dissect that down to the end slash or, right? But uh, from the high level down, some of these tools are, are really beneficial, not just the ones Wendy mentioned, uh, but uh, ones that you can find on your own too. vet them, just vet them out. Make sure that they are legitimate and accurate. You're not getting uh, a slanted perspectives on things. Uh, like some of the resources she was mentioning, they're, they're straightforward. They're going to give you the real deal, the right scoop there. Yeah. Hey, um, and people can reach out to you as well uh, for, for advice on updates on different state laws. Wouldn't that be right? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to help. I love to educate myself, and I always find it interesting when I find a unique or wacky law, and I'm like, no, I've got to look into this more. This can't possibly be right. But it usually, they usually come out of some court case, right? Some court case was was decided, and then they say, you know what, we're getting enough of these. We're going to have to just change the law. Keep in mind, though, even if isn't there isn't some unique, weird, or wacky HR employment law in your state, county, city, zip code, there still might be a court case that now we we view as the law. And I am not a lawyer. I'm not an employment lawyer. That's where I follow things like you said, like J.D. Super. I also follow uh, National Law Review. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was glued to those two 100 percent during uh, 2021 and 20 and this year, too, just with all the OSHA things and COVID and, and the vaccinations. And so I encourage you to do that. 
if you want to get in touch with myself and ask any questions whatsoever, the easiest way to do it would be to message me on LinkedIn. I'm on there several times a day. You don't have to connect with me, but I do always give out a lot of free advice. Um, so message me on there, Wendy Sellers, the HR lady, or you can just email me directly, Wendy at the HR lady.com. I can't lie either, Wendy, uh, as I was emceeing a couple conferences, one, one was actually for you down in Gainesville. I had the chance to connect up with a employment labor lawyer and I've been following him on uh, LinkedIn ever since. I'm going to tell you something, networking with some of these professionals out there really gives you a great opportunity to get their feed as part of your world too. You don't necessarily have to pay a retainer, right? But you're still going to stay up to date on uh, on some of the key topics there. Just a point Absolutely. of consideration. Yeah, I follow quite a few, and I know who that is. Um, me and him are probably on LinkedIn all day, every day, <laughs> when we can, especially when a hot topic or law or weird court case went through. Uh, there's a couple lawyers that I follow as well, and I encourage you, uh, our listeners, to do the same thing because, again, uh, they it's free advice. Um, they're the experts and it, it is marketing for them. But there's a, quite a few of us like myself that we can't help but uh, giving out free information. So with that said, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to our unique, weird and even wacky HR laws. Uh, thanks for uh, spending some time with us and we will be in touch with you very soon. Take care. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.